This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Let me ask you this, though, because one of the things I think I notice about DTC advertising the pharma space for these mm-hmm. drugs is that it's it's almost like a sea of sameness. It's yes. almost like you can just, you could slot in you any... You are so good at kidding. I just, I, right? I mean, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's yes. like, and so much so that you see like satirical mm-hmm. commercials that are made up to mm-hmm. kind of make fun of the fact that they're all kind of just running from the same sort of recipe mm-hmm. template book, you know, ask your doctor, you know, someone running in a right. field and then da da da. One of the things blah, blah, we blah. tell our clients is if you turned off the sound on your ad, could it look like an erectile dysfunction ad? Could it look like <laughs> yeah. a depression ad? Could right. it look like a constipation ad? And if the answer is yes, then you're not doing it right, right because you don't want that. I think your point is so spot on that it's so true, the sea of sameness in pharma today. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is when you talk to patients, they are conditioned to expect it. Uh-huh. And then they're almost disappointed if oh, they don't see the arc that they're used to seeing, which is a problem. Yeah. And then enter shiny brand yes. solution, yes. old people running on a beach. Yes. You know, that's kind of what they expect. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes very brave yeah. marketers to right. do something different, to go against what they what their consumers are telling them they want. Because right. consumers, that's all they know. And in the pharma space, is it true that the you know the, the marketers are a bit more risk averse because oh, of yes. the implications, mm-hmm. the legal implications of what they're doing, yes. obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit harder to, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So you've also become an expert in diversity marketing yes. or how, so can you? Yeah. How did so that happen? How, yeah. What was the impetus so for this that? this is really, it's near and dear. Um, we work with McCann Erickson a lot and McCann Erickson, one of their clients is the U.S. Army. So we've been doing a lot of work with the U.S. Army. And as you can imagine, Mm. the U.S. Army needs to talk to a diverse group of Americans. Mm -hmm. And through that research, we've been tasked to speak to Caucasians, African-Americans, Hispanics, Mm. Asian Pacific Islanders, Mm -hmm. men, women, um, various, you know, Anything. I mean, you can. It's the army. It has to represent America. Mm-hmm. And so I have a saying: you another day, another business need. Mm-hmm. So this came in. We got smart on multicultural because we had to. So that was the the first time you were really looking at this issue. Yes. And now it's become an expert. Yes. Of yours. So now we've done it in pharma for pharma clients. We've done it for beauty clients, um, other healthcare clients. And the idea is to be authentic, to be natural, yes. to speak to this audience, but without being so overt. And yes. Mm. So do you have some principles? I mean, there's some things you can tell One us about. Of, so. This, be it, don't say it. You know, when I when I was working in the agency side, there was this great creative director who she just had the perfect analogy for everything. And she said, if you were a smart, interesting person, you wouldn't walk into a party mm-hmm. saying, hi, I'm smart. I'm interesting. You want to talk to me. I do do that, right. but I understand this. <laughs> right, right. Like, it's like being a self-proclaimed yeah, right. genius, right? I'm a, I'm a genius. Yeah. I'm very exactly. smart. Yes. Let me you tell are you. smart. You are interesting. You know, right. and people will know Notice that about mm-hmm, you if you mm-hmm, are. Mm-hmm. So, you That's know, a, actually, it, it's really obvious when you say it, but you know. I, it, people don't do it. You mm-hmm, know, I can mm-hmm. imagine it's super hard to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it really is in the multicultural space, too, and the diversity space, I think, to be genuine and not look like you're trying too hard. And I think it's also under the microscope because even as far as we've come, people still aren't used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's. That's just a shame, you know, and that's why I think companies really need to talk to their consumers and find out what 
genuine means to them. Mm. But you know, as you see TV shows and other cultural things change, mm-hmm. and it, it must be easier now to be natural and to think about it because mm-hmm. it's it's not like that wall, yeah. wall of sameness that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Starting sameness, or whatever. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, it's a It ebbs and flows. It ebbs and flows, yes. But, uh, see, well, I'm just trying to figure out where your mind was. You're like thinking wall, build a wall. I'm not, nowhere, no, I'm not sure where you're going with that. All those faces on a wall. Oh, that's nice. That's what I was picturing. Oh, all those nice. white faces. That works too. That yeah, was yeah. all the same. Interesting. But so like, it, is it partly just putting different types of people in the commercial or is it way more than that? I, th- I think so. I think it's it's that, but doing that right. So for example, we sp- we do beauty work. And so we speak to women. And if you speak to Latino women, we've heard from them. These are not my words. These mm-hmm. are them mm-hmm. that, oh, I don't want to see that, you know, voluptuous Latina Stereotype. with a feisty oh. attitude. <laughs> because... <laughs> And because that's right. not me. That's right. that's Sophia Vergara. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's the problem. You know, I think marketers sometimes go to gotcha. the extremes. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I, more, I will say for the record, I don't mind saying that. <laughs> or we've spoken to African American women who will say, you know, I am not mm-hmm. your stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we, I remember speaking to this one African American woman who she was very skinny, and she was saying, "This is not stereo. You know, I'm not the stereotype mm-hmm. here." And she actually. Actually, was had a lot of um, confidence issues because of it. Because growing up, she felt like she wanted to wear a lot of makeup to focus the effort up here and not down there. Gotcha. Um, so I think that there's, you know, be be aware that diversity is diverse. You know, it's interesting. You see the controversy over Serena. She was like the yes. woman of the year. Of, yep. What was it? Uh, GQ or what? No, what? I forget what the magazine was that she was woman. But they put woman in quotes. Yes. Uh, it's very controversial. Very, yeah, really yeah. controversial Very controversial. I mean, yeah, they're getting she, some blowback for that. Yeah, a yeah. lot for yeah. that. But I think she's done a lot for diversity oh, and completely. for what the definition of an athlete is. Yes. What the definition of... Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, do you use celebrities? I mean, so you were talking about the extreme celebrities, but right. do you believe in celebrity marketing in this realm? I do. I do. I think that people want, as long as they're like them, you know, and who doesn't look up to a celebrity? So um, Serena Williams is a great example of a, a celebrity that it does lead the charge in that way. I actually saw her speak at the Pennsylvania Women's Conference mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Nice. She was fabulous, you know, and she's talking about that the things that she supports are actually issues that she's passionate about. So I think as long, again, as it's genuine, it's genuine. Be it, don't just say it. Be it, don't just say it. What are some of the other principles? I would say um, that, well, one thing that I wanted to bring up is there's, I feel like especially with, I mean, I can say, I, I lob in gay representation within diversity, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so something that I'm really interested in learning more about is this difference between hyper obvious and subtle. So I'm thinking of this recent migraine ad that I saw, um, and it's two women, and the woman's talking about, we opened our dream taco stand, and you know, and it, because I take my migraine medicine, I can do this. And at the end of the commercial, they like hug each other. Mm-hmm. So you're left thinking... Are they or mm. aren't they? Okay. Did they mean that or didn't they mean that? Uh-huh. And that's, I want to understand what is the consumer, because that's not, these obviously aren't my clients. What is the consumer audience thinking about that? Are they directly trying to target a certain audience? Mm. Are they trying to represent themselves as a brand in a certain way mm. or what? So I think, and maybe and I'm so overthinking are you arguing it. that the ambiguity is bad or good? Mm. I think it's bad. Oh, interesting. Really? In a way, I think you should should stand behind what you're saying. Oh, okay. So 
do it or don't do it. Mm. Although, speaking about back to one of our first guests, as soon as you do something like that, you can polarize, right? So, yes. Yeah, you're, yes. you're making a choice. You're making a choice, but yeah. I think in today, you kind of, you kind of should stand behind something and mm-hmm. have a voice. Look, is it bad? Yes and no. I think that Again, I might be overthinking it because this is what I do. I'm a marketer. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying it's it's an area that I would personally like to explore further. Mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong, and I would but own I have it to say, if I was wrong. Our first guest was taught would agree with you 100. percent He said you do have to take oh, those really? kind. Of, yeah, he, I missed that. He, he was starting yeah. with cultural values, then issues, and mm-hmm. then you move all the way up to taking a side to in an issue. Side, yeah. But it has to be genuine, right. you know. But understanding, you might polarize some people, but then you mean right. something. But, well, but I, let me let me play devil's advocate though, because in some senses it's like the product is for migraine headaches mm-hmm. right and people who are who may have you know not non-liberal views about others mm-hmm. and, the, and and their lifestyles they get headaches too yes and they got money too so <laughs> right so, right but so, i guess my point is why do it at all then make it clear I is see. my point okay you know either so do gonna, it or don't yeah, do it. Right, 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 right right exactly well and I'll, i have an example so i had have done research for a company that is known for being very conservative um, and they get a lot of slack for it. And we actually heard from consumers that I don't agree with them, but I respect yes. the fact that they have a point of view. Yes. I've heard that about Chick-fil-A, which is an example. I'm, I'm not saying it's your, the one you're talking about, but it's an example of a company with very, very strong conservative values. Yes, Christian values. Yeah. Not open on Sunday. Right, but people's... Yep. Some it's people, resp- sometimes they go over the line and they say things that people don't agree with. Mm-hmm. But the idea that they're not open on Sunday, they do respect that. They do, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I think there's research that's not, that speaks to this as well that actually yeah. shows that. Like if, if you claim to be a values-based company, mm-hmm. that then you're have actually, some values. Then have some values. <laughs> yeah. And when you take that stand, even the people that are against what you say will say, okay, well, they are making a stand. And so you get, quote, credit for mm-hmm. that in some senses. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So do you think there's any place for stereotyping in um, advertising? Or, I mean, because that's not ambiguous. That would be. It depends what the product is. Mm. I think it really depends what the product is. Look, if you're if you're a makeup brand and you've got some product that you're sure is going to appeal to a certain stereotype, go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. get go get it your target. It seems like that would be the implication get your of what you're saying yeah. a little bit that yeah. you're not afraid of that if it fits. Right. And maybe there are pos- some positive stereotypes, right? I mean, some yeah, senses, right. you know, they're so not who all knows, they're not all, they're right. not all, they're exactly. not all negative necessarily. Yeah. yeah, so you have a few principles. You want to tell us what? Yeah, the, so, so, so there's, uh, there's five, right? Don't and, the, and this it. is yeah, from this coming. <laughs> this yeah. is coming directly from the research and your years of experience, yes. like drawing these out of people, correct, and understanding what kind of what are the best practices of trying to implement your what mm-hmm. you're doing. So, and I think we covered the second one. You know, consumers want to be active participants in the conversation, um, for sure. You can talk to your audience, find out what what they're relating to, what they think of you. Don't showcase stereotypes. Unless Unless they're positive. Positive and purposeful. Influencers go a long way in the era of influencers. And do you mean social media? Yes, social media. They... Even in those cases, we hear from consumers that they're still not seeing themselves in the influencers. So gotcha. pick the right influencers. Well, let me just let me just jump in there because you would think social media would be them. That seems like a mistake you wouldn't expect people to make. Right, right. By that. But I, I think it's also interesting to Barbara's point as well because uh, I've been thinking about the notion of influencers 
And uh, I was talking about this in a class recently and um, the idea that influencers almost has become a stereotype. Mm-hmm. Like the idea, in yes. fact, <laughs> Urban Outfitters actually had an influencer ho- uh, Halloween costume. <laughs> Okay. It, like, it literally that's was funny. like literally just workout that's clothes and like a black hat with sunglasses and a wig. Oh, that's so <laughs> it's funny. like so you know what I mean. So it's like as people start doing it in a way that's inauthentic. How do you make sure that you're choosing the right person to represent your? Go brand? back to point two. Talk uh, to your consumers. Yeah. You know, find out what they what they would relate to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what they would feel comfortable with or want to see. Because mm-hmm. there's a fine line, and it's interesting because we test a lot of creative work. You know, and there's always a fine line between. Aspirational, mm-hmm. and I can see myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I read an article about these nano influencers. Have you seen <laughs> yeah, those? The New York that, Times article. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. where it was? Yeah, where yeah. they have only a thousand followers? Yes. Or something? I'm like, I have more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an so, influencer. So you, uh, you know? I am a cellular oh. influencer. Yes, that's. I have one. My, my daughter, <laughs> seven years old. She's my audience, and hundred percent acquiescence of anything I suggest. So <laughs> I've got really good engagement. But with I my... can imagine this idea of nano yeah. influencer. Is mm-hmm. to your point. Yeah. Because then you can really get someone who is what they're supposed mm-hmm. to be, and they and you can identify. Mm-hmm. With, their friends would identify with that. Yes. Idea. Correct, correct. And then I think consumers are inherently forgiving. If you are a company that has not to this date embraced diversity, mm-hmm. and it's something that you oh. want to do, have a conversation with your oh. audience. Mm-hmm. Admit it. You know, we di- we haven't been doing this. I imagine that's hard for brands to do. As opposed to just doing it, though, then it looks inauthentic. Oh, interesting. You know, we've heard consumers say, oh, I see, they just put the token woman in the ad oh, mm-hmm. right, to check right, that box. Right, right, you know, it just feels yeah. very inauthentic. There has inauthentic. to be something under the wow. hood. Right? Yeah, that so, would be, so would you advise Nike to address their women issue more head on than they have? I think it's always good for brands to be transparent, mm-hmm. no matter what. Because like they've kind of hit, you know. They're, I yeah, mean, they responded, the and that's now it, it's back radar. in the in the press again, yeah, and they're kind of not. The yeah, yeah. And they have a big woman issue, diversity the issue there. So. Yeah, but I think to your point, like it, you know, before you have this context of actually changing the mosaic, if you will, to have this multicultural kind of you know impression of your consumer, that it's smart to actually, here's my plan about, I'm also involved in the community doing Mm X, Y, and Z, and and maybe you're creating these real, this is the point one, be it, don't say it Mm kind of idea. And that's sort of under the hood in case someone looks or, you know what I mean? You get real credit for the authenticity piece. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I like it. Well, Laura Radoshbat, thank you so much for coming on the show with us tonight. Yeah, it's great to have you. Thanks for having me. It was was finally great to have you here in the studio with us. And if you're interested and you want to learn more about Laura, look her up at lbrinsight.com. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.